also here, folks, we'll have a lot of other fun stuff here. We'll, we'll definitely want to take care of what we're going to do tonight here as well. And I'll let everyone know about what all that is here in just a few moments. In the meantime here, folks, let's go ahead and do some rocking and rolling, as we always do. And let's get things going here with 510 The Revolution, which, of course, we'll start off with our rest of news and views. And, of course, here to bring it to us from King Ice, as I said, the Iceman, J.D. Garrity Geronimo. J.D., what's going on in the wrestling news scene this evening? The June 5th episode of WWE Raw and USA Network drew a 1.74 rating last night among live and same-night DVR viewers. It is the lowest non-holiday rating in years, but above last week's Memorial Day rating of 1.7. The last non-holiday rating in this vicinity was June 12th a year ago, which drew a 1.75 rating. Raw drew 2.594 million viewers in the first hour, 2.59 million in the second hour, and 2.39 in the third hour. The drop-off of 204,000 from the first to the third hour Use of 204,000 was the lowest since April 23rd, and almost 50% less than the 395,000 average drop-off this year. One year ago this week, Raw popped, of course, a 2.04 rating, well above the 175 from the week before. Two years ago this week, Raw drew a 228, or almost a 2.3 rating, however. The average from May was 185. The 10-week rolling average is 208 or 210, which still includes the annual peak ratings for WrestleMania season, if you will. Meanwhile, total Velas Howard shot up this week, however, amidst Game 2 of the NBA Finals between Golden State and Cleveland. The total reality show, which dropped 12,000 viewers last week from 517 to 505, however, as far as 1,000 viewers are, jumped up to 654,000 viewers this week, however. It'll be interesting to see what happens next week, however, as they continue their show. Uh, meanwhile, however, in other news, however, Shawn Michaels has said he might be returning to the WWE. According to reports, he is leaving the door open for WWE and said recently, however, in an interview, there have been a couple of ideas that have been interesting and I'm entertaining them for a very short time. I hate to say this and make it the start of rumors or speculation, but I'm so unbelievably flattered that all these years later, they keep offering and asking. One of these days, it might be tough to turn down. Put it this way, he went on to say in the UK Sun article, that was reporting the story. I thought that after five years they would stop asking and never be interested. But it's still happening. So maybe the only way to stop it is by saying yes. I don't know. But when everyone, when everything's said and done, I'm flattered people still think I have something to offer. I certainly understand from a nostalgia standpoint wanting to get fans something special. It was something that was seen that rather than some kind of comeback, if nobody was expecting the showstopper, Mr. Russell made Mr. Hall of Famer, then it would be fun. Meanwhile, however, in other news, however, we got a couple matches listed for tonight, however, 205 Live and SmackDown in Corpus Christi, Texas. Among the matches you will see tonight on SmackDown include the contract signed between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, which Paige will be a part of it. Also, Carmella says that she plans on exposing the Empress of Tomorrow. No, not the last kicker, however, Amory Rickenbach, the other Empress, however, Asuka. In addition to that, our Jimmy Uso and his wife Naomi will be teaming up to take on the duo of Lana and Aiden English. Meanwhile, on 205 Live, Howard, Mustafa Ali will be taking on Buddy Murphy, and of course, Lindsay Dorado of the Grand Lucha Party will be taking on the Brian Kendrick. Murphy, of course, is coming off that big, tough loss last week in Raleigh, North Carolina, which he fought Cedric Alexander in, and it was a pretty good match, if you will. 
Meanwhile, however, some heartbreaking news to report in the world of entertainment and sports, however. First, White Clark, however, the former San Francisco 49er, however, died of ALS, who had ALS as of last year, died yesterday afternoon at the age of 61. Our thoughts and prayers with the San Francisco 49er family consisting of Joe Montana and company, however, and of course the 49er family as well as Clark's friends and family, too. Meanwhile, Kate Spade, however, the fashion designer, however, who was known for her handbags and jewelry, was found dead this morning, however, of an apparent suicide in New York City. She was only 55. Our thoughts and prayers were with Spade's friends and family as well. Meanwhile, however, the CM Punk Chris and Man Cole Cabana trial, however, wrapped up today, and it was quite an interesting week of testimony, too. As noted, the in the first day, the libel and slander jury trial with Chris and Manhauer, in which Man was seeking $1 million in compensatory uh, uh, damages and an undetermined amount of punitive damages for the comments Punk made about him during an appearance on Colt's Art of Wrestling podcast months after his release in 2014, began a week ago today. The trial began with a man who remains employed by WWE testifying on his own behalf. PW Insider noted that a man came off as short and curt during his testimony. It was also said that a man looked like he was getting upset while recounting the situation as he discussed a large number of comments, however, mind you, made about him online, mostly criticizing him because of Punk's comments. That was in day one. Now, today, however, Chris Amman, however, and Cole Cabana were in the clear regarding the libel and slander lawsuit filed against them by Amman. Pro Wrestling Sheet reports the jury in the civil suit brought by Amman delivered a verdict this afternoon in favor of the defendants, ruling that they are not liable for any of the claims made against them by Amman. Amman had sued the two over comments made by Punk on Cabana's podcast in November of 2014, in which he said Amman was negligent in diagnosing a staph infection on his back, among other things. Amman said that he had suffered uh, damage and been harassed by fans. The lawsuit, as we said, began last week, however, and ran through closing arguments this afternoon. Punk and Cabana, however, are not financially liable for any damages, though, of which a man was seeking $4 million. But jury deliberation took under just two hours. Afterwards, Punk and A.J. Lee Menendez, uh, Brooks, however, the wife of CM Punk, began crying and embraced when the verdict was read, considering Punk is getting ready for a big UFC fight, I believe, either this weekend or in the end of the month, however, while uh, Cole Cabana smiled. A man, on the other hand, did not show any reaction and had no comments as he left the courtroom today. Uh, let's see, some other news here. Oh, yes. And some other news to report, however. LeBron James is back in the news, however. Yes, folks. King James, however, mind you, whose team is down 2 nothing to Golden State, however, and getting ready for Game 3 tomorrow night, said this afternoon, however, to the Cleveland Plain newspaper, in Cleveland and throughout the sporting world, in light of President Trump uninviting the Philadelphia Eagles to the White House today, he said that neither the Cavs nor the Golden State Warriors would accept a visit or an invitation to the White House. James said during an off-day news conference today the following comments, I no matter who, no, no matter who wins the series, no one wants them to invite any Anyway, it won't be us or Golden State going. Trump, of course, referring to the president, rescinded the Philadelphia Eagles invitation to the White House last night after learning that many of the players did not plan on attending. Adam Schefter previously reported in, earlier in the day that a large group of Eagle players had decided not to attend, including most, if not all, of the black players. The NFL Network reports that fewer than 10 players were 
expected to attend, however. Trump, of course, went on to say, however, more the following. As long as he's in office and the communication, things like that are going to continue to happen. It's a lot of things that we believe in as Americans that we don't feel that he's for. There are a lot of people that believe that he's not for the people or doing things that, that's right by the people. So it's not surprising hearing the news today with the Eagles. But I think more importantly as Americans, and especially people in Philadelphia, we shouldn't let that news take away from what the um, that unbelievable team did and did. What those are... All those players did the sacrifice throughout each and every Sunday, going out there and playing the style of football that they played and winning a Super Bowl the way they wanted. Let's not let that accomplishment of things that you will have for the rest of your life, and people always call you a champion for the rest of your life, however. Let's not let someone in inviting you to their house take away from that moment. Because I think winning a championship, winning a Super Bowl, Stanley Cup, a World Series, an NBA title, or an NCAA college title is bigger way bigger than getting invited to the White House, especially with him there, in my opinion. There you go there. Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, J.D., along with King and W.O.G.R.T. Smith, it's King Ice. And I'll be right back. Okay, J.D. Your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. They bring all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I will let you know here that in the live video feed here tonight, so far from NWA US, built on tradition, we did have the Black Widow, uh, Michelle Lynn Dodds, on here uh, with us here for a short period of time. So we may get to hear from her a little bit later on, uh, later on here, on, later on here on the show. So we'll we'll definitely look forward. We'll definitely look forward to. Hear, hear her hear her talk, of course, as well. Of course, a real big-time part here of everything going on here in the here in the radio network, of course. Now let's see what's let's see what we have going on here. Uh, let's see what we have going on here in the history and birthdays here for today. Like he was the best machine, John Gross. Has not yet arrived, so I will be, I will be taking care of, I'll be taking care of that here for you, here, folks. Uh, and uh, he is going to be coming in, but it's he's just running a little bit behind. That's all. But hopefully, we'll get to have him on here coming up here in just in just a few moments. And uh, here it is right here, folks, our rest of history for today, uh, June June the 5th. Uh, 38, 38 years ago today, which would put it at, let me see here, uh, 1980, in Tokyo, Antonio Inoki defeated Stan Hansen via DQ in the final to win the MSG League for a third straight year. In the history of the annual round-robin tournament known, now, known, today, known today as the G1 Climax, this is the only time the final match was won via DQ. Uh, folks, um, this is this is a very interesting uh, this is an, an interesting moment here. It took place 18 years years ago today on an episode of WWE Monday Nitro. Let's see if y'all remember this. Uh, let's let's play the clip.
He was fired from TNA in May of 2011. Also 12 years ago today, 2006, WWE announced that they have acquired the world-class championship wrestling and stampede wrestling libraries. This makes the world's largest wrestling video library even larger, giving WWE an estimated 100,000 total hours of content. Holy crap. However, it turned out WWE didn't quite own all of the Stampede video library. Bret Hart owns the video rights to his matches in Stampede, leading WWE to pull all Stampede wrestling video from WWE Network just days after it was uploaded to the streaming service in December of 2015. So Bret Hart kind of put a stop to to, uh, some of that. Interesting. Eleven years ago today, put in 2007, Scott Steiner undergoes successful trachea surgery in Puerto Rico after he suffered an injury while wrestling two days before. In an interview on TNA Today a month later, Steiner revealed some, some details of the night of the injury and the days that followed. He was coughing up blood post-match and his lungs filled up with blood. Doctors told him he had about five hours to live. After surgery, which involved getting a tube installed to drain the blood, Steiner was in a coma for two days, followed by being on a respirator for several more days. He was spent a total of two weeks in a Puerto Rican hospital, an experience Steiner called brutal, like the 1950s. He also had to be wheeled in 100-degree heat to get a CAT scan. He wanted to fly back home, but doctors told him not to for fear his lung could collapse and he could die. He had to return to the States via a cruise ship. The trip took a week. Needless to say, the surgery caused Steiner to miss his scheduled anniversary match between the Steiner brothers and Team 3D. By the way, that punk thing as I was telling you about, it was it is going to be this weekend. And uh, I do have, like I said, some other highlights from the testimony, however, from a couple days of the trial, if you want to hear some of them very quickly. Okay, uh... Actually, when we finish it up after the birthdays and dates, before we get into the raw recap, like I said, we've got day three to talk about, day four of the trial, and day two. And let's just say some of it's a little graphic, let's just say, but you're going to be interested in hearing some of the comments that were made during the trial. We already did day one, but days three and four, however, were very, very interesting. Okay, we'll listen to it right after we take care of the history. Thank you there, J.D., and we'll look forward to listening to that. Eleven years ago today, 2007, Digital Music Group, a company specializing in distributing, distribu- distributing independently owned music, announces via press release that they have acquired 100 hours of wrestling footage to be released under the name Wrestling Titans. The footage includes wrestling from the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, features matches from, among others, Gorgeous George, Classy Freddie Blassie, Andre the Giant, Lex Luger, JYD, and Ric Flair. As of as of last year, none of the footage acquired from DMG has ever been released. So we haven't heard from that yet, but hopefully we maybe we hear from, we'll we'll hear from that here maybe really really soon. Ten years ago today, 2008, WWE announced that they have re-signed a C a C a C Connor, but of course you better you know him a lot better as D'Lo Brown. Brown, a four-time European champion and intercontinental champion in the late 90s and early 2000s, wrestled primarily in dark matches during his brief comeback. He made just one notable TV appearance in his return, defeating Santino Morella on Raw in his return bout in July 
He's released through the budget cuts in January of 2009. And we have some, ooh, we have some birth, we have, uh, we have one birthday I have here today. Today is, uh, we have, wish you happy 34th birthday to Alexandria Ryan, best known by her wrestling name, Madison Eagles. Beginning her professional wrestling career at this age 17 in her native Australia, she would win the International Wrestling Association's Women's Championship four times. In 2003, she left for the United States and trained alongside wrestlers such, such as Elijah Burke, Julian Hall, Christopher Daniels, and Claudio Cascanoli, which you now, you now know him as Cesaro in WWE. She began wrestling for Shimmer Women's, Women Athletes in October 2008. In April 2010, she defeated Miss Chief to win the Shimmer title and would hold it for the next 18 months. Despite the length, it's only the third longest in the history of the championship behind cheerleader Melissa's 19th month reign spanning 2013 to 14 and Miss Chief's two-year run from April 2008 to April 2010. Despite suffering a career-threatening knee injury shortly after losing the Shimmer title, she was, she was ranked number one in the women's PWI 50 in 2011, the first woman not contracted by either WWE or TNA to hold the top spot. She returned in 2013 after recovery, and she gave birth to her third child, and she got right back to winning. She became the first Pacific Pro Wrestling Women's title in March 2013, defeating Nikki Storm in a tournament final. In October 2015, Eagles defeated Nicole Matthews and joined cheerleader Melissa as the only two-time Shimmer champions in company history. She held the title until last June when she was defeated by the returning Mercedes Martinez. Today, she still wrestles for Shimmer and its cousin promotion, Shine. She is actually married to wrestler Ryan Eagles, whose real name is Doug Ryan, and has a brother-in-law in the wrestling business, which I don't have here who that is, actually. But happy happy 34th birthday to Madison Eagles here today, here, folks. And uh, that's it for the wrestling history. Oh, we birthday. do have two more birthdays. Kona Reeves from NXT, turning 26. And Mike Bucci, better known to you all as Hollywood Nova and Simple Simon Dean, 46 today. Oh, who was the first one? I didn't catch the first one. Kona Reeves from NXT. Oh, okay. Excellent. And uh, Mike Bucci, better known to you as Hollywood Nova. Uh, let's just say Simple Simon Dean also is 46 years old today. Huh. And he had, of course, for birthday presents and giving everybody a sample of the Simon system. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> And then he uh, wanted to have Big Stevie Cool and the Blue Guy with him. That's it. And uh, thank you, J.D., for the rest of the news and views here for today. And before we get to J.D.'s special little uh, clip here, let's go and give you this one more time here, folks. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND. This is episode uh, 510 of WWS, WWS Revolution for uh, Tuesday, June 5th, 2018. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw and the Iceman, Jerry Geronimo here with you here this evening. Uh, <clears throat> folks, I do have to step for just one second, but like I said, J.D. did want to bring you, of course, uh, some more, uh, some more uh, of this, situ- of this uh, trial, of course, involving CM Punk and Cole Cabana. So we are going to turn things back over to him and let him, and let him, uh, let him go ahead and get that taken care of, and then we will go on to, and give you the and give you, of course, the thought. Give you, of course, our thoughts on what took place on Monday Night Raw last night. So, JD, my man, 
Please go ahead and let's hear what we have here regarding the CM Punk trial, please. Okay, here is what happened in day two. Wednesday, May 30th was the second day of the trial. All the morning session and the bulk of the afternoon session were with a man on the stand being questioned by his own and Punk and Cabana's legal teams. As a result, the specific incident, however, which received the most attention was the 2014 Royal Rumble. Punk, of course, was the Iron Man in the match, and it was his last appearance in WWE. As a result, however, Punk was told Piper, uh, he was concussed by a Kofi Kingston clothesline, however, mind you, however, uh, about 30 minutes into his 50, into his 50 minutes in the match, and he discussed that during the bout with a man who relayed the information to the production team in guerrilla position. Punk was told by producers such as Michael Hayes, relayed, however, by Yeaton, however, Mark Yeaton, timekeeper formerly, however, and referees he was in contact with at ringside, first to roll out of the ring and then to eliminate himself. He did neither. Eventually, Kane entered the match and eliminated him by chokeslamming him through a table on the floor. Of course, uh, let's see, there is another issue, however, which Punk's and Cabana's lawyers, uh, there's conflicting evidence and testimony presented about whether or not and when a man prescribed or even gave Punk antibiotics and whether or not Punk ever approached the man about it, or if the doctor spotted the growth on the wrestler's back, he said, on Cabana's podcast, was later determined to be an MRSA, or staph infection. Communication between a man, Samson, and other medical personnel introduced into evidence by Punk's lawyers does show antibiotics being given to their client and with, with and without recording them, which advances were for sinusitis, as well as the staff joking about z packs and Punk's future wife, A.J. Lee, wanting to be involved in discussions about his care. Another issue, however, which Punk and Cabana's lawyers sought to drill down on was the basis for a man's defamation claim. The plaintiff's teams, however, brought up derogatory social media posts and signs that WWE shows directed a man and joking about Z-Packs, which came after the podcast aired. But the doctor admitted Punk's allegations did not impact his reputation at work or change wrestlers' views of him. He also said he's not seeking restitution for emotional damage from the alleged defamation. Cabana's representatives, meanwhile, also sought to establish their client did not mention a man specifically, nor could he have known if Punk was telling the truth or not, mind you. Meanwhile, last Friday, however, on the other hand, Punk got a little emotional during the uh, testimony. It, became, it was when Punk started dealing with his conversation with the man at ringside that gets him all choked up, and the judge ordered a short break to allow him to compose himself. Apparently, a man's response to Punk telling him was he was concussed was, what do you want me to do? Recalling that information is what drove Punk to tears. An ongoing point, and that Punk and Cabana ran, in, ran with during their testimonies was that a man was never mentioned on the Art of Wrestling podcast by name, by the general they, i.e., they gave me a Z-Packer, they don't give a crap. More perspective on the growth of Punk's back is discussed, and Punk drove home the point that he would be sure to change away, change away from management and other wrestlers to avoid it being seen. Hmm. Uh, let's see, I did see one other thing. Hold on, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this here, here guys, so please bear with me here, folks. Uh, like I said, okay, here you go. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, I did mention, that was, uh, like I said, day two of the uh, trial. Uh, let's see, I did see something on day three, however, that was very interesting, however, uh, that was very detailed, however, uh, hold on a second, okay, here we go, um, okay, hold on, okay, yeah, here we go. Okay, however, uh, where is it, yeah, he packed me to death, however, and pouring and merge, however, da 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 Okay, uh, let's see here. Okay, yeah. Cabana's testimony from day three. Okay, here we go. This is what I found. This is what happened in day three. Okay. Day three of the trial last Thursday, however, came when 
uh, let's just say, uh, like I said, re- the morning session was highlighted by referee John Cohn in recorded video testimony. Cohn says, are you okay, punk? I've got a freaking concussion, and I'm like an effing concussion. Cohn, stay down. Cohn is tell- told, tell punk to stay down. We're going to send-, send Kane to take him out early. Cone relayed the message to Punk, to which Punk responded, If you make me leave this freaking match, I'll bleep and quit now. Cone repeated the direction, but Punk pie-faced him. Cone describes a pie-face. World Rumble's footage is shown, and Cone identifies himself in the footage. Cone confirms that he refereed matches for CM Punk between October 2013 through January 14. Kane Video testimony from Kane is also played in the courtroom. Kane says Punk never made him aware of any lump or infection. Kane says he cannot recall wrestling Punk between October 13 and January 14. Kane confirms he eliminated Punk illegally, quote, illegally from the Royal Rumble, eliciting a chuckle from Punk in the courtroom. Punk, Kane says that the elimination occurred as planned, though possibly earlier. Kane was not privy to Amon and Punk's conversations. The afternoon session, meanwhile, featured a recorded video testimony from, for, from current VP of Talent Relations, Mark Carano. Carano confirms seeing a man and Punk talk on camera. He, Punk, seemed displeased. Counsel, did Mr. Brooks continue to wrestle after Dr. Mann's talk? Carano, yes. Carano says Punk never brought up a lump or an infection. Carano says Punk brought up his concussion the next day in Cleveland. Carano says Punk was in the arena until around 5 p.m. He then says that Punk voiced displeasure with medical staff. Carano says that, like I said, Punk was concerned that future storylines were harmed by changing the elimination. Carano also said that he had no knowledge of creative plans, so he didn't know what change Punk was talking about. In the courtroom, Punk looked confused at this, at this statement. Cole Cabana then testified and said the following. He confirms that episode 226 starring CM Punk was uploaded on November 26, 2014. Counsel brings up Colt saying the podcast has 3 million listeners, but Colt only says, quote, to the best of my recollection. Colt confirms that he told a childhood friend that the podcast has, quote, almost 3 million listeners. Colt says he got that number through analytics. Counsel then brings up uh, episode 226 from 1.5 million downloads in four days, but Cabana responds simply, I wouldn't know. Oh, my goodness. Well, folks, well, folks, there you there you have it right there. Uh, um, take take it with a grain of salt, there, folks. But uh, that was true, truthfully, uh, uh, something something to behold there. So we'll definitely have to keep our eyes open on this here, as uh, I'm sure we'll probably hear a little bit more here going on here in this in, in this in this situation here, indeed. So, in the meantime, here, folks, let's go ahead and. Uh, Let's go ahead and bring it. Now, the funny thing is, AJ was supposed to take the stand, I believe. I think she took it yesterday. I think she was supposed to be on the stand yesterday. She was supposed to be on the stand this morning, believe it or not. Hmm. Interesting. Let's see if there's anything else. I'm going to see if there's cut tips in my eye real quick. However, ah, da 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 da. Uh, well, okay, yeah. Another issue, which, like I said, however, uh, I think, I, like I said, uh, uh, Punk and Cabana's lawyers talked about another issue. Uh, yeah, I was on the basis for af- a man's defamation claim. Also of note, yeah, uh, the plaintiff team dropped derogatory social media posts and signs. I said that already. Oh, yeah, here it is. Also of note, Punk and Cabana apparently didn't speak before the trial. Punk arriving last and looking tired and possibly marked up from his UFC uh, fight. But they did confer with each other during Bryson, a good-natured hand in uh, men's 
some people in attendance at one point while lawyers met with the judge, believe it or not. There you go. So there you have it there, folks. We'll continue to let you know anything and everything that goes on in this situation. Well, like I said, they wrapped it up today and they won the case, but this was just some of the backlash coming from the previous thing, however. Like I said, that happened during the testimony. The verdict was announced today. Right. But if anything else does pop up regarding it, we'll definitely we'll definitely let you know about that here indeed. Well, folks, like I said, um, I see here that uh, so far uh, we, uh, we still haven't got everybody else on here yet. So I guess we need to go on ahead. I've actually, uh, I think he's got his little ice chipper ready to go here. I don't think he needs it because I mean, he's got a different way to melt the ice here, folks. And of course, it is as I, as I always say here. <clears throat> This is a WWUS Radio Network exclusive. Of course, as you know, each and every time, of course, we talk about Raw SmackDown, this man is not afraid to, of course, as I say, let the fur fly and give his thoughts or opinions regardless if it might be if it might be uh, something about something good or it might be about something not so good, we'll, we'll, we'll just say. But, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we always do look forward to hearing what, what, uh, what this man has to say here about, uh, of course, <coughs> or your two top wrestling shows in WWE. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Uh, it is the Iceman, Jared Ramo with the Raw edition of the WWUS Icebreaker. And, of course, it was interesting to see what happened after last week's totally rancid, wretched, and revolting show in Richmond in MLD's neck of the woods of the Cavalier Stadium. Michelle was wise, along with Caleb, not to go to that show, because I know for a fact, and if she comes on night, she'll say the same thing. It was pretty bad. Last night, we were in Houston, Texas, of course, at the Toyota Center, however. And, of course, who starts the show but the Bob Dylan of the WWE, everyone's favorite guitar-playing man himself, the man who dresses himself in window curtains each and every week, however. The guy who says everyone should walk with Elias. Yay. As a result, however, we have an interesting broadcast team tonight because, once again, we consist of Michael, the little uh, troll Cole, Corey Graves, my man, and, of course, David Otonga. Now, Booker T, of course, well, I'll talk about Booker T in a second, but Coach, of course, was not there due to the fact he was covering a big event for the Golf Channel in Atlantic City, which was, I believe, the long drive distance competition. But here's where I'm going with David Otonga and Booker T. First off, you were in Booker's hometown last night of Houston, Texas. Unless you had something planned for him, why in the blue hell did WWE not get in touch with him to announce in his hometown last night and bring Mr. Harvard grad to the forefront? Why? I'll tell you why. Because once again, it shows that Kevin Dunn, Stephanie McMahon, and Triple H, obviously, however, unless it was Booker's call himself, however, decided, however, let's put the Harvard grad, however, to see how he'll fare with Cole and Graves. How did he fare, you ask? Oh, let's just say he wasn't that great last night. He thought he was all, and then something tried too much, and say he wasn't on his A game, shall we say. Speaking of A game, however, we see, of course, Rollins come out and then confront a lot. However, but then who shows up but everyone's favorite, the Maharaja Meatball himself, Mr. Steroids himself, the Joker himself with his boyfriend, Sunel Singh, however. That's right, Sunel Singh, 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 the Maharaja Meatball himself, the total Maharaja Muppet, gender, the steroid-inducing penis boy, Mahal. 
Yay! And what happens? Oh, yeah, they decide to beat down Rollins 2-on-1. But who comes to save the day but everyone's favorite, the big dog himself. And then Kurt announces that we got our first match of the evening, Roman and Seth taking on Elias and Jinder, with Sunel saying. This was one of the good, this wasn't a bad match, but what happens, however? Oh, yeah, once again, Elias has to have some help, however, mind you, by basically getting help through Jinder, however, who slid, who basically gave a chair, however, to uh, Elias, and basically Elias spiked him with it, however. As a result, however, he then hit the drift away shortly thereafter, and as a result, everyone's favorite new to some, as far as he'll do goes, the Maharaja Meatball Muppet himself and his boyfriend, and of course, Mr. Curtain Boy had to pull off a cheap fluke victory against Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. Just goes to show you that we know that Jinder and Elias, especially Jinder, continues to just love to kiss the ass of Stephanie McMahon and Triple H as well as Vince McMahon. Then we go to one of the cornier segments of the evening, Kurt Hawkins taking on James Hardy. No, I did not say James Harden, the NBA basketball player from Oklahoma City, and formerly, I should say, however, now with the Houston Rockets, but James Hardy. And what happens, however, Kurt Hawkins is telling us that tonight, however, he has lost 199 matches in a row, however, and he is not going to be losing number 200, because if he does, however, who knows what will happen. But, of course, he tells everyone, if he wins tonight, everyone gets a free taco. Oh, goody. We're going to have food involved again for the second week in a row. Way to go, guys. And what happens? Oh, yeah. Kurt Hawkins loses because we have the Lone Wolf, who I will definitely have a rant on in just a few minutes about, however, come down and cost Kurt Hawkins the match, however. And as a result, the jobber, identified as James Hardy, however, ends up getting a victory over Kurt Hawkins. And once again, Kurt Hawkins becomes just another victim, no pun intended, by losing for the 200th time in a row. As a result, afterwards, Corbin decides to take the table that was full of the tacos and everything on top of it and just pour them all over Hawkins for good measure. Then we go backstage here and see Ronda uh, coaching Natty for upcoming match against Nia. But before we do that, how we see Kurt Angle Howard, apparently talking to someone by text when all of a sudden Corbin shows up. Angle says, what's this all about, Howard? Corbin complains about his lack of opportunities and says he goes to Stephanie McMahon. Oh, goody, why don't you just be a crybaby little coward bitch and have your head up her ass and blow Triple H at the same time, Corbin? Because basically you're getting what you want now. And what happens? Oh, yeah, he's apparently now named the new Constable of Raw and being Kurt's assistant. Oh, good, just what we need, a second authority figure in charge to help Kurt Angle on Raw, however, because apparently Stephanie, however, and Hunter are still bitter and upset that they lost at WrestleMania. Get freaking over it, you two. Okay, seriously, why don't you just have Baron Corbin blow you and suck your ass at the same time while you're doing that, and also kiss your daddy's ass, too, there, there Stephanie, by having Corbin do that for you. Real nice. Speaking of real nice, let's talk about Nia Jax and Natty. This was not a great match, in my opinion. This was not one of the better matches of the evening. And what happens? Oh yeah, Natty apparently tweaked her knee, however, because Nia Jax either did something or Natty did something that cost her to go limp suddenly and give her knee out, if you will. Afterwards, of course, Nia 
was checking on her along with Rhonda, but apparently Rhonda was not too very happy about Naya checking on Natty, however, whatsoever, and gave her the look. I am so sick of this feud already, and it's only in two weeks, however, and I can only imagine what's going to happen next week when they have the contract signing in Anne's neck of the woods, Little Rock, Arkansas, which is going to be very interesting, to say the least. But beside that, this feud so far has just absolutely been worthless. Worthless. Speaking of worthless, let's talk about our next match. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Roode. Mr. Monster in the Bank and the Glorious One. And what happens? Braun Strowman definitely got these hands on the Glorious One, but he also got his hands on a ladder and basically smashed it with his hands through the ladder. Here's where I'm going with this before we talk about the end result. As far as Bobby Roode goes, I hate to say it, I think it's time for him to turn back into a heel. I think the face thing is not working for him. The fans are not getting into the glorious chance anymore. I think he is becoming a little bit stale, and they've got to freshen up his act. As far as Braun goes, he just absolutely showed no mercy on Bobby and beat him within five minutes. Speaking of which, then, we go backstage, however, and we see Kevin Owens saying, however, that he will beat Finn Balor and that he's nothing more than an Irish myth. Okay, Kevin, we know just like Jinder Mahal and Elias, you have your ass head up the asses of all three of Stephanie, Hunter, and Vince. So quit being nothing more than a little bitch and saying you're deserving of this, you're deserving of that. We're tired of hearing you cry like a little boy, however, every week and play this comedy, this sob story act. Speaking of soft stories and acts, I am so sick, and I am sorry to say it, I am getting sick of Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. I really am. I think this tag team is not working. I am sick of hearing every week how everything's so wonderful and we're woken. Okay, we get that. Okay, that leads us to our next match, the tag team battle royal. And of course... The thing that pissed me off about this is the team that I thought was going to win was eliminated first. The Shawn Michaels wannabe of the WWE, the arrogant douchebag Dolph Ziggler, and Big Daddy Cool, the, let's just say, the uh, stone-faced Scott, who takes no crap from anyone, Mr. McIntyre, get eliminated first. And the rules were simple. If one person was eliminated, their team would have to go. And so it came down to, basically, the two teams we saw last week. Heath Slater, the Wendy's boy, who obviously should be applying for a job at a Wendy's, however, and be the new Wendy's uh, poster boy. And, of course, the unshaven, bearded, or should I say the unshaven, yeah, the unshaven, fully bearded man-beast from Detroit, however, Rhino, who should be in the woods somewhere, however, charging after somebody or anything for that matter. But what happens... Oh, yes, that's right. Everyone's favorite new popular team, the B-Team. Yeah, once again, the total arrogant, let's just say, what's a good B, what's a B, what good, I don't know if a good B word I'm thinking of here. Oh, yeah, the total blah, 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 boring team. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Of, yeah, that's it. Yes, the blah, 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 boring 
B-team with, of course, Mr. Axel, the Will Ferrell of the WWE, and, of course, the Chris Kattan of the WWE. Bo, go away, Dallas, please, wins, and now they will go on to face the Woken team, however, at Money in the Bank. Oh, sweet Jesus God, are you kidding me right now? Seriously? I mean, they are absolutely crapping more and more over the tag team division than anything before. And my question is, and I know I hate to be mean-spirited in saying this, but what have you done with the Authors of Pain? You bring them on to the Superstar Shake-Up, and yet it's been three weeks, and yet, or longer than three weeks, I should say, it's been three weeks since we've seen them on television, and what have you done with them? Oh, that's right. You're just basically burying them because you're putting teams like the Wendy's Boy and Rhino, Titus and Apollo Crews, which continues to bore me to no end. Of course, the B-Sucky team, the guys who are just absolutely getting no love at all, and they're burying them to no end, and that is the Ascension. And of course, another team that is getting no love at all because they're burying them too in Dash and Dawson. But you have to have the blah, 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 boring, sucky team of the Mrs. Boys, however, Oh, boring Dallas, however, mind you, however. And, of course, the Axeman himself, the Will Ferrell of the WWE, the somewhat, uh, let's just say, I need a good C-word to describe Axel. Oh, yeah, the total uh, camera-friendly, as he says he is, and also the total uh, other, I need another good C-word. Help me out here. Uh, oh, the crappy, crappy, I'll say it, crappy. There you go. Crappy, I found it. Not to be any disrespect to Axel. I mean, he is talented. I mean, he gets, of course, he's got it from his father and grandfather, and that's understandable. His father and grandfather were great wrestlers. We know about Mr. Perfect. We know about Larry the Axe. But I'm sorry. If you're trying to live up to your dad and your grandfather's reputation, however, by being so popular, by just be, basically uh, being with a total boring uh, bitch like Bo Dallas, more power to you there, Axel. But you know what? I am sick of these guys. Every freaking week, we're the B team. We're so great. We should deserve an opportunity. I am sick of this crap. Speaking of crap, let's go to our number three next. And I know you're going to love hearing this. Let's talk about Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Once again, Sami Zayn put his own foot in his mouth because he just couldn't learn how to quote Chris Jericho, shut the hell up when he was supposed to. Three weeks ago, he embarrassed Bobby by supposedly bringing out people in drag and finding a way to ridicule Bobby Lashley by passing him off as his sisters. Last week, we saw what happened. Uh, I, I can't remember. I, I kind of remember a little bit what happened last week. Oh, yeah. He uh, tried to make peace with Sam. He helped. Sam tried to make peace with him and just couldn't keep his mouth quiet there before both, or Bobby decided to take his hand and almost break his hand. This week... He decided to once again ridicule Bobby Lashley and question his background, however, by being in the military. Smart move, Sammy. As much as I used to like like you still at times, you had to act once again, like Trish Jericho would say, like a total ass, let's just say. And what did it get you? Oh, that's right. It got the wrath of the fans and for me as well. First off, I don't know if you had permission just like you did a couple weeks ago to do this whole thing uh, with uh, putting these guys in drag and embarrassing Bobby Lashley by passing off as his family members, unless Bobby said it was okay, or any of the booking teams said it was okay. But last night, you took one step below the belt. Let's insult Bobby Lashley in his military background, however, and find a way to ridicule it on national television. Smart move there, Kevin Dunn, you total buck-toothed little beaver. 
you stupid Vince McMahon little puppet boy. Yeah, that's great. Way to insult the fans' intelligence, a way to insult the military personalities who have served over the years and who are serving right now by acting like a total Nimrod douche by putting that into the script. Great move! Anyway, however, we go to the next match, of course, which was, of course, John's favorite, of course, the five-foot fury goddess herself, who says she's all that and then some, the Harley Quinn of the WWE, Alexa Bliss, the boring boss, however, I'm tired of hearing more and more, Sasha Banks, and, of course, one of my all-time favorites, however, Ember, the crazy uh, monster moon. And I'm saying monster because I think she's a little bit better than IHX, taking on, oh, that's right, Page 2.0, Ruby Riot herself, Liv Morgan in her stupid blonde-looking hair, how in her blue tongue, and country girl Sarah Logan. What happens? Well, apparently Alexa fakes a knee injury early in the match and doesn't decide to return, and Bailey decides to come down, the lovable, huggable, boring, bland Bailey. And what happens? Bailey and them win. But unfortunately, it wasn't all for naught, however. But once again, however, the constable has to stick his nose where it doesn't belong by acting like a little bitch, however, by saying, however, it's time to change the decision. Unfortunately, Kurt, however, had to do it because if he didn't, however, Corbin would have to be a little snitch, however, and be a little coward by telling Stephanie because he's nothing more than a kiss-ass. Anyway, we saw that happen. From there, of course, we heard that next week, of course, we were going to have a four-way for the women involving, uh, let's see, where is that? I just saw that. Give me a minute. Oh, yes, here we go. Sasha, the boy, bank, uh, Boss Banks next week, taking on the uh, monster Ember Moon, however, but I will think of a better word to describe her because I can't say monster. I think she is more that she is absolutely... I wouldn't say magnificent, but uh, she's she's getting, she's halfway decent. Let's say she's talented. Taking on possibly maybe next week, John's girl, little five foot goddess herself, if she can wrestle. However, after faking that knee injury last week, the somewhat boring, bland Alexa bitch Bliss, and of course the Queen of Hearts Natty in a four way. Also next week we're gonna see a four way involving the guys, as it'll be Finn, the uh, leader of uh, the Demon Slayer King. Uh, the Demon Slayer, uh, uh, the Demon King Balor, Braun, the monster of Get These Hands Strowman, the glorious Bobby Roode, who definitely needs a change in his character, and of course, another one of Stephanie McMahon's little puppet boys, if you will, the crybaby little boy himself, Kevin, the overrated Owens. Goody. Speaking of Owens, let's talk about him and Finn Balor in the main event. Good match. Decent. I was a little miffed about the ending, though, obviously, with the referee calling for the DQ schmoz and giving Finn the win by DQ. I thought that was kind of hokey, if you ask me. But what was wild was, afterwards, Owens decided to try to do a move, however, a couple times, however, on uh, Finn. But I guess he decided at the last minute wasn't going to happen. Unfortunately, Balor decided to take it one step further, however, and do it himself, however, and leave Owens lane at the end of the night. Now, my question to you is this, people. Was Owen's ribs indeed cracked? Because Corey Graves did say something along the lines that his ribs may have been cracked. And, number two, was Finn smart in doing this? I will answer you both on both of those questions. First off, number one, I think he was nuts for doing it, however, crazy. I don't know why he even tried it. I thought that was absolutely insane, if you ask me, especially a couple weeks out before Money in the Bank. As far as two goes, with him having cracked ribs, 
He might have had a couple crack ribs, maybe. We don't know the whole story yet, but maybe he was just selling it. Maybe he wasn't, but uh, I don't know why Finn would try something like that. But yeah, all in all, compared to last week's Raw, however, it was a little bit tiny better, but again, the reigns, unfortunately, told a different story. But once again, you're two weeks out from Money in the Bank, Howard. Once again, you did some good things this week that were a little slight, 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 slight improvement a little bit, but not good enough. So yeah, once again, WWE, you have to be very pleased with some of the crap you're putting on television, especially with the whole Constable Corbin thing, which I think is an absolute crock of shit. So yeah, finally, I will say this, and I'm going to get off it. As far as Raw goes, however, I will say this, however. Raw on a scale of 1 to 10, I would give it, in the middle, about a 5. I mean, last week I would say it was about definitely a 2. This week it kind of went up a little bit. That opening matchup, even though I didn't like the end result, however, was one of the better matches of the night in the Finn-Owens match. Those were the only two highlights on this six-match card. Thank you very much there, J.D. Of course, of course, that was, once again, like I said, the Raw edition of our WWS Icebreaker. And, John, by the way, if you're on right now, I do want to congratulate your boy, Max Scherzer of the Nats. What a season he is having. 10-1, 13 Ks tonight against Tampa, and an ERA under 2, 195. And he is not on still. So. Okay, well, and Tom, let's see, baseball tonight. Uh, let you know what else is going on real quick here. Let's see here real quick if... Uh, uh, the Braves are playing here in just a few minutes in San Diego or San Diego, which is a whale's you-know-what, how our woman's anatomy part is, Brock Bergen would say. And as far as the Cubs go, and you're, if you're on, your Cubs are down 5 nothing in the eighth inning in the bottom of the seventh ball. My boys are losing also 5 nothing to L.A. Okay. And, and thank you very much there, J.D. Uh, before I give you the plug here, folks, I do have – I know we normally won't talk more. We'll talk more about this in great detail tomorrow night on the Wednesday edition of Revolution. But I do have four updates from SmackDown. Right. I will encourage you at WWE.com. Uh, first of all, I can tell you that the New Day has defeated the team of The Miz, Samoa Joe, and Rusev in a six-man tag team match. Hmm. Also, Andre Cien Almas next Tuesday on SmackDown will battle Sin Cara in his first match on Okay, and that'll be in uh, Memphis, believe it or not. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> thank you, thank you very much. Uh, and ladies, and and one and uh, ladies' action right here. Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair by submission with a disarmor. Wow, that's a surprise. I thought Charlotte would at least. I mean, I thought Charlotte was. I, Charlotte was gonna. I mean, I, I love love seeing him, but so Becky uh, won up Charlotte. That that must have been a good match then. And one other and one more that we do have an update on so far. The mixed tag match, Naomi and Jimmy Uso defeat Lana and Aiden English in a mixed tag team bout. Good. So, so there you have it here so far. And we'll give you some updates here throughout the night here on anything else that does happen here on SmackDown. And, of course, our thoughts and opinions about what has taken place or what, what, what will continue to take place on SmackDown tonight. We'll talk more about that tomorrow night on the Wednesday edition of Revolution. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five. Yeah. Oh, and we do have. I'm sorry. We do have another update on the Punk situation. This is what he said earlier today to Nick Hausman when he left the courtroom. 
Aside from the fact I'm in the middle of a weight cut, and obviously I've got some other business to take care of at the end of the week, a gigantic weight has been lifted off my shoulders. First and foremost, I'm happy for my friend Cole Cabane, who I think was dragged into this for silly reasons. But just in general, I'm super appreciative and happy that the jury came to that verdict. They think I had truth on my side, and obviously I did, and common sense prevailed. I'm just happy, and I appreciate everyone that was in my corner and no continues to know the truth. I can't wait to put it all behind me. I wanted out years ago, and I still feel the same way. I just want to move on with my life. Cole Cabana, meanwhile, said the following. No, no. It was nerve-wracking during the week, and my body shut down a bit just knowing that it was all there and happening. But otherwise, I was very confident in myself and my lawyer. The jury was, however, I've always considered myself a dude who loves wrestling. It just happens to be a dude, however. Okay, I think that's when it's all based on the jury or just the people representing the people. I didn't see how they wouldn't see our side of the story. It's someone like CM Punk who's just a punk kid and someone like myself who's a guy who loves wrestling going against this doctor that was coming at us. Well, so there you have it there, folks. And and of course, a big-time struggle there in the 1724 pounds this is episode 510 of Revolution. Of course, this is Tuesday, June 5th, 2018. Mr. WCWS, WCWS Chad Hinshaw, and the Iceman, Jared D. Geronimo here with you here tonight. Uh, I haven't heard from anybody else here, of course, popping on here. We did hear the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie. He's not going to be able to make it on here tonight, but hopefully he'll be on tomorrow. Uh, but, of course, let's run down here. Our Triple Threat Wednesday here tomorrow night. Of course, uh, outside the ropes, 141-387-pound uh, from 6.30 to 7.30. Of course, also don't forget wrestling debate from 8 to 9, call ID 139-925-pound. And also the Wednesday edition of Revolution where we'll have our wrestling news and views, history and birthdays, our thoughts and opinions on tonight's Smackdown, Smackdown show, um, as well as, of course, other big-time events here coming up. Also, our live video feed will be from our group dedicated to uh, Georgia Championship Wrestling, GCWS, beginning of a dream. So don't forget that, 138055 pound this uh, tomorrow night from 9 to 11 p.m. Uh, let's see here. Uh, hmm. uh, and I will report to you, J.D., that the surprise that we had earlier on the live video feed, we we momentarily lost it, but we got it back. Uh, we I can't tell you that the surprise that we had was uh, we had a brief, brief visit from uh, the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. Uh, also, the uh, Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach also did make it a, a stop by as well um, to say hello. This was a bit of shade, just to say that she was uh, that she was that she was on. So we do thank them for popping on here for a brief moment. We hope to hear from more here tonight. But uh, uh, we were also kind of hoping to have a, a. We were there was some talk we may have we may have had a special guest here tonight, but we have not heard anything here as of yet, but hopefully we'll have them um, on here, if not tonight, then maybe in the next several days. But uh, don't forget here, folks, like I said, continue to listen to all of our, uh, join up with all of our groups here, of course, on Facebook here, as well as, of course, listen to all of our past episodes of all of our shows here, of course, on TalkShoot.com. Of course, like I said, <coughs> as I said before, as we of course, now move into our third year of being of, uh, of broadcasting here. Of course, our thoughts and opinions about everything going on in the world of wrestling. Um, we continue to strive and thrive here each and every night. 
And I'll just let you know here that we are indeed WWUS. Enough said, period. Uh, let's see right here. Um, let's see what we have here. Uh, hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, we also have some other news here real quick. The RH Best, RH, ROH Best in the World pay-per-view will be held June 29th, however, which is... Today's what? Tuesday. The 5th, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, three weeks from Friday, and here are the matches that you will see listed. For the RH Tag Team titles, the Briscoes will take on the Young Bucks, Adam Page versus Punishment Martinez, Bully Ray versus Flip Gordon, and for the title, it will be Dawn Castle versus Marty Squirrel versus Cody Rhodes, believe it or not. Oh, that'll be pretty darn good indeed. Pretty and then good. also, I believe this week, Rich Swan will be uh, making his Impact debut uh, this Thursday night, however. And like I said, one other person we can tell you are that during the testimony day three of the Punk file, not only Kane and John Cohn testified, but also, believe it or not, athletic director, trainer Larry Heck, who is a 17-year medical veteran of the WWE, testified, however, that a, ma- a man, however, said that Punk had been concussed in the match. Following the elimination, however, Heck said that he witnessed Punk cuss people off backstage and then leave. Heck then recalled Punk being mad that the finish of the match was changed. And like I said, Heck, King, Heck and Cone testified they weren't aware of any lump or infection on Punk's lower back, however. And then, like I said, however, that's when Punk made the comments, as we said, to Cone, however, and of course, Punk, of course, quit the next day. All right, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you very much there, uh, J.D. Um, and while we continue to wait here, uh, I actually did find a little a little something here. I was watching some old clips from YouTube. I'm sure everyone remembers the old game show. Uh, of course, it made a comeback. it's made a comeback here in recent memory, the game show Match Game, if everyone remembers that game. Uh, I found a little something here. Someone that someone did uh, uh, did did um, set up here on their own terms here, uh, and uh, there's uh, and believe it or not, these are actually questions from an actual uh, several episodes of um, of Match Game. Believe it or not, they actually came from the TV shows themselves. All right. So if you're JD, if you're game four, right. I think. That's fine. Uh, okay, let's see. I think what it is, I think you might have to, there's a bunch of choices, and I think there's like, or just, uh, yeah, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll uh, see if I can, uh, 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 let's see. Okay, okay, all right. All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and give this a, go ahead and give this a shot. Uh, okay, all right, JD. Um, uh, this came from the actual. Um, this actually came from uh, the actual uh, uh, several match game episodes. So I will let you know that. All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Jaws may be scary, but all he wants to do is write greeting cards. His latest is my deepest sympathies for the loss of your blank. Legs. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Well, this I'll tell you what. You know, let, let, me, let me reset this, and I'll and let's try it this way. I'll give you the choices that they have, and I'll uh, and I'll uh, give me just a second here, and I'll we'll tr- we'll, we'll try this. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's let's try this. Let's try this again here. Uh, okay, I'll get there. They had choices here. I'll just give you a choice there, JD. We'll do it that way. It'll make it easier. All right. Okay. All right. Let me just say there are 20 questions, by the way, and there is a timer on it. You have nine minutes to try to get answer all answer all of these. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. Let's reset it. Here we go. The Irishman said, "I will never eat another mushroom." I just found out that leprechauns blank in the woods. Ah, uh, they blank in the woods. Ah, uh, they find gold in the woods. Okay. Uh, oh, I've got to give you the choice. Shoot. Hold on, JD. I'm sorry. Let, let, let's, let's, let's try Let's Hold on. I'm doing it again. Hold on a second. I'm supposed to give you the choices that they had. Listen. Sorry about that. Now we'll try it again. Um. I hate to keep resetting this, so, but uh, okay. Bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, I know, I know. There was a, I know, but uh, okay, we'll, we'll try this one more time. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here. Okay. They are producing a really, a really modern version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and this one, Snow White, is, well, crap, is, is um, blank. I'll just go on this like you just take it. Hands on. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. One more time. Fine. They're producing a really modern version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. In this one, Snow White is blank. He is uh, uh, white. Okay. Okay. Uh. Clint Eastwood is starring in a new movie. Let's just skip that one. Clint Eastwood is starring in a new movie. It's called Dirty Harry Six, Nursing Home Cop. He goes around saying, go ahead and make my my blank. Make my bed. Okay, there there you go. Now I think I got the hang of this now. Okay. The Irishman said, I will never eat another mushroom. I just found out, and this is the one I did before. The Irishman said, I will never eat another mushroom. I just found out that leprechauns blank in the woods. They uh, trip in the woods. Okay. They're trippy. I mean, they're all, uh, high as a kite. Okay, right, okay. Oh, Mrs. we got a thing coming by. And it's gone. Mrs. Smith said, I think my new babysitter is a cannibal. She's dusted my baby with blank. Powder. Uh, she's doing do my baby with uh, powder. She is uh, seasoning. Okay. All right. All right. Next one here. One bell, one bell ringing Santa Claus said to the other, 
Boy, my faith in humanity is, is at an all-time low. Why, today someone just blanked in my kettle. Uh, someone uh, broke my kettle. You said poop? Broke. Broke? Broke. 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 Yeah. Is it in, in my kettle? Yeah, someone... Oh, someone crapped in my kennel, I'll just say. Okay. Boy, this church is really modernizing their Christmas pageant this year. How modern is it? Yeah, (laughs) there you go. Hey, there you go. Yeah, try that. There you go. Instead of the three wise men riding on camels, they rode in on blank. They rode in on uh, ATVs. Okay. 10,000 years today, Grog the caveman made the first advance on a, on a spouse in bed. 10,000 years ago today, Grog's wife invented the blank. He invented uh, the hangover. There you go. Okay. Next up here, the movie on the airplane was so good. Go ahead, J.D. How good was it? Ah, there you go. Nobody even noticed that the stewardesses were blank. Strippers. Archaeologists just discovered the world's oldest men's room. On a stall, they found a message for a good time. Call blank. Call, uh, uh, let's see. Call, uh, call friend. There you go. The police, the police commissioner said, I think Batman and Robin are blank. Are, uh, uh, bisexual. Okay, okay. Next up here, Texas, excuse me, Texas Text, the millionaire said, I have two swimming pools, one to swim in and one to blank in. One to, uh, let's see, one to, uh, uh, fall asleep in. up here. There's something wrong with my TV set. It's horrible. The Galloping Gourmet is roasting blank. The what gourmet? The Galloping Gourmet is roasting blank. Horse. Horse. (laughs) Okay. All right. The passenger said that the movie broke down during the flight, so the pilot came out of the cockpit and showed us his blank. Uh, Showed us... uh... His uh, own version of a uh, dirty movie. Oh. <laughs> okay, here. The Jolly Green Giant was sick of dating the Giant Green Giantess. So to change things up on his last date, he took a blank. Uh, the Jolly Green Giant, repeat it one more time, sorry. The giant, the Jolly Green Giant, was sick of dating the jo- Jolly Green Giantess. So to change things up, on his last date, last date, he took a blank. A nap. A nap. Okay, you already got it. All right. How to get now? Listen carefully. How to get a man to successfully propose? Number one, tell him you love him. Number two, tell him he's handsome. T- number three. Tell them you're a blank. 
old woman. Or no, tell him no. Tell him you're no, that's not it. No, tell him. Okay. Yeah, tell him you're a man in drag. That would be better, I think. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, the Godfather said, "I just spent Christmas Eve at Vito's house. Instead of hanging mistletoe, we hung blank." A horse's head. <laughs> okay. There you go. The warden said to the condemned man walking to the gas chamber, you are a model prisoner. I will let you take in whatever you like. The man replied, can I bring in my blank? Can I bring in my, uh, uh, one more time, sorry. The warden to the condemned man walking to the gas chamber said, you are a model prisoner. I will let you take in whatever you'd like. The man replied, can I bring in my blank? My wife. Okay, gotcha. Long John Silver said, I, mateys, whenever I run the 100-yard dash to go really fast, I put blank on the bottom of the peg leg. I put, uh... I put, uh... Pass. I, I have no idea on this one. Okay. All right. Jaws may be, and then we try to try this one again. Jaws may be scary, but all he wants to do is write greeting cards. His latest. My deepest sympathies for the loss of your blank. Blank. Okay. Got it. All right. Got it. Colonel Sanders has really lost his mind. He is now selling chicken breast with blank. There's lots of nice chicken press with uh with uh pass. Okay. All right, and and we and that is uh and that is pretty much what that is pretty much all we've got. Uh, so let's wait and see uh, as the time timer runs out here about uh, uh let's let's see here. Uh Give me just one second here. Um. Only out of all 20... uh, um, out of 20 of them, J.D., we only got two of them right. Huh. Why am I not surprised? Some of the uh, some of the other answers, and I don't know which for which questions. But well, hold on. I, I hold on. I can tell you what I can tell you what they hold on. I can tell you what they are here. Uh, Mrs. Okay, Mrs. Smith said I think my new babysitter is a cannibal. She's dusted my baby with it was baking powder. Baking powder, I would have said seasoning. There's something wrong with my TV set. It's horrible. The galloping gourmet is now roasting Bambi. <laughs> you had the Clint Eastwood one right. It was go ahead and make my bed. <laughs> That's a good one. Then. They're producing. Oh Lord, 
They are producing a really modern version of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and this one, Snow White, is black. Oh, <laughs> not good. Not good. Gauls may be scary, but all he wants to do is write greeting cards. It lays my deepest sympathies for the loss of your child. That's bad. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, Lord, this is terrible. Boy, the church is really modernizing their Christmas pageants this this year. Instead of the three wise men riding in on camels, they rode in on, and this don't make any sense at all, but drugs. I said ATVs. I think that was a little bit better. Yeah. I think yours was probably better than that one. Archaeologists just discovered the world's oldest men's room. On the stall, they found the message for a good time call, Eve. Yeah, Adam and Eve, yeah, I can see why, yeah. The warden said there's a condemned man walking in the gas chamber. You are a model, you are a model prisoner. I will let you take whatever, take in whatever you'd like. The man replied, can I bring in my gas mask? Ooh. 10,000 years today, Grawl the K-Man made the first advance on his, on his spouse in bed. 10,000 years ago today, Grog's wife invented the headache. The headache. I said the hangover. Yeah, I should have I given that one to you. I didn't. The Jolly Green Giant was sick of dating the giant Jolly Green Giantess, so to change things up on his last date, he took a leprechaun. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that yeah. one. The police commissioner said, I think Batman and Robin are married. Oh, geez. Uh, you had uh, the movie on the airplane was so good, nobody even knows that, knows that the stewardesses were naked. You were, you had, that was the other one you had. Close, it was close enough thing when I gave that one to you. All right. How to get a man to successfully produ- propose. First, tell him you love him. Two, tell him he's handsome. And number three, tell him you're a... Nymphomaniac. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good one. Yep. Colonel Sanders really lost his mind. He is now selling chicken breast with pasties. With what? Pasties. Pasties? Never heard of that one. Pasties. No, those are the things I think girls put on, strippers put on their... Oh, um, pasties. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I know that, but I'm just guessing. Yeah. yeah. The Irishman said, I will never eat another mushroom. I just found out that leprechauns Poop in the woods. Oh, oh uh, Long John Silver, Silver said, I made each whenever I won the 100-yard dash. To go really fast, I put termites on the bottom of my peg leg. Oh, One bell ringing Santa Claus said to the other, boy, my faith in humanity is, uh, is at an all-time low. By the day, someone just threw up in my kettle. Oh, God. Uh, uh, the Pastor said that the movie broke down during the flight, so the pilot came out of the cockpit and showed us his undershorts. Oh, jeez. Now, this one, I think, J.D., you definitely get a, you'll definitely get a kick uh, out of this. I do see that the human suplex machine, John Gross, has now made it on to uh, uh, on the chat box here. Uh, we, we just now noticed him there. John, welcome, of course, first 2016 Hall of Famer. And also, of course, part of the Raw Radio broadcast team. We do welcome you here, John. John, we were doing a little version of uh, stuff that they that they used to play on that old game show called Match Game. That's what we that's what we were doing. JD, here's here here's another one here. The Godfather said, "I just spent Christmas Eve at Vito's house. Instead of hanging mistletoe, we hung 
Zito. Zito. <laughs> okay, that was an interesting one. I will say that. And, and this one, you're and this one, you're going to get. Oh Lord, Texas Tech's the millionaire said, "I have two swimming pools, one to swim in, and one to take a whiz in." <laughs> what was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's uh, what was the answer? Whiz. Take a whiz. Andrew. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, that's a. Uh, yeah. Well, you could probably. Uh, uh, and John says he's going to save his review of Monday Night Raw for tomorrow. So I says, okay, John, you can do that. Uh, just, uh, just uh, like I said, this will just leave yours down to. Uh, some of the some of the some of the interesting thoughts. I've got a comment though on Raw a couple a couple things myself. If I may, JD, you might want you might want to hear um, you might want to hear these two. Um, All right. Um, first off, the thing concerning Barry Corbin. Uh, you I, you really hit the nail on the head about that. I think that. Uh, this is somebody else that's pretty much kissing up to, um, like I said, Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, and Vince McMahon yep. in order to try to get ahead in the business. And the thing, my last thing that you know, you know, Kurt Angle has been the best. He's so trying far, to do as best he can. GM, the best GM that you know that Raw has had here thus far, in my personal opinion. And he has been he has since coming back, of course, after being inducted into the Hall of Fame. He has, of course, no doubt. He has, without a shadow of a doubt, been doing, in my opinion, an exceptional job. I mean, all and and you pretty much said also said that all all there what simply what the if this is I'm sure this is of course a retaliation from Stephanie and Triple H after the fact they. That they lost to both him and Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. That the bottom line, that the, pretty much like I said, they're trying to find ways to get even with him. So they're trying to stick certain superstars, um, certain superstars against, you know, define the define uh, Kurt Angle's authority. You know, I mean, I mean, Kurt Angle does not need, in my personal opinion, in the system. The man has been able to handle Raw down to a science. For about what a year now, and he's done a terrific job in doing in doing so. I think what this is is pretty much um, just another way that another superstar is trying to get ahead, and they're trying to get ahead the easy way. And the easiest way that apparently that you, that you can get ahead in wrestling is by kissing the hind end of the authority. Yep. So. Uh, and John's also saying it's also because Stephanie wants to prove that she's better than her brother Shane. Yeah, um, kind of is. Yeah, in a way, he's right. That, that's kind of a, yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I would agree with that, John. I, def, I definitely, I, I definitely would agree with that. Uh, you know, you know, the thing about it is, I would have dared. Let me tell you something. I would have dared Corbin to go say something to Stephanie. I would have dared to tell Kurt Angle should have said since and said, you know what, you you don't tell me what to do and what to do, what to do and what not to do right here. I'm the general manager. I'm in charge. 
I mean, he shouldn't. I'm I'm sure Kringle is not afraid of dealing with Stephanie and Triple H. You know, no matter how many, you know, how many times he's dealt with them over the years. We all know that. Yeah. I mean, big time. I mean, even before Kringle left to go to TNA, he 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 had a lot of dealings with with uh, you know Vince and Stephanie and Triple H and all them. Even before Stephanie and Triple H kind of rose to power there a little bit, which, of course, Stephanie doesn't know how to do because she's let it all go to her head. Um, but um, the other thing is, is that this is definitely something I want to, this is definitely something I want to talk about here, and that is the deal with Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn. Why do you, you, you describe this? And you describe this perfectly, J.D., down to a science. It kind of reminds me of another incident that took place a long time ago. And when I start talking about it, I'm sure you'll know what I mean. And that is, if you remember, back in the mid-'90s, the feud between Jake Roberts and Jerry Lawler over Jake Roberts' alcoholism. Okay, okay, J.D., okay, all right. But anyway, I'll go on to tell everyone else here. I'm sure, John, you might remember this moment whatsoever. It was well documented on Jake Roberts' DVD called Pick Your Poison. Um, that, that, like I said, you know, Jake did give, we did find out later on that Jake did give Vince and Jerry Waller permission to use, to, to talk about that in and to use that in a wrestling storyline. But, I mean, the thing is, is that it was kind of a, uh, uh, it was just kind of it was it was just kind of kind of taking a cheap shot at Jake the Snake, you know, spitting in the face of what he's been trying to accomplish and getting over his alcoholism and all. And, all. and of course, thank God, that I'm sure I thank God that he is because he is because like I say, God said, cleaned up and cleaned up and all that. Of course, you know he's in the you know he's in the Hall of Fame now and everything. A great superstar. A lot of people have learned from from him over the years and all. I really think that this situation here, that that this cheap shot, unless Bobby Lashley gave WWE management and you know Sami Zayn permission to 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 use that fact in a storyline, that right there is the coldest, most ruthless thing that you can say about anybody, especially with the way that way where we're at right now at this juncture, you know, with, you know, some brave, spit in the face of all these brave men and women who have fought to keep our country safe over the years. You know, dating back, of course, we all have family, has had family or has family who serves currently in the military. And we are all proud of what they have done, regardless of what branch it was, regardless if it was if they were involved in any of the wars, if they were uh, whatever whatever they accomplished in the military. Now we are all proud of the fact that they served their country and they served it with honor and they served it with dignity. The question anybody's Service 
this is my personal opinion, disgusting. It is appalling. It is it is it is ruthless. And and WWE WWE was that desperate to get something to, to do something. You know, so that way they can do it simply try to keep up with the ratings and all with with all the sports and everything going on. Well, like I said, you know, as as JD says, Kevin Dunn, Stephanie, Triple H, all you people. This was the ultimate cheap shot. You honor these men and women every single day of every single you know, we honor them every single day of the week, regardless, you know, if it's near a or if we just celebrate Memorial Day, you got the Fourth of July coming up. You got Veterans Day coming up in November. You've got a lot of great. You've got a lot of people who, you know, who who still today talk about what it's what what it means to to be, you know, you know, and and a lot of folks may not get the chance to serve that for that long. But in my overall opinion, if you have served, even if you're just in there for a day, you have served. It doesn't matter how long. You could you go in there, like I said, you know, you go in there for training, and all of a sudden you decide that you you decide that it's not you decide not to go for it and all. But at least you didn't give up, at least you tried. And you know, I I definitely would consider that something that, you know, <clears throat> that is indeed honorable, thoughtful, and, you know, you got to salute that and you definitely got to respect that. What WWE is doing here in this storyline between Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn has been well documented, and I mean well documented, of Bobby Lashley's military career. We've all read it, you know, online. We've all read it, you know. I'm sure, like I said, WWE has had a lot of stuff printed up about Bobby Lashley from his first run in WWE. I'm sure that that has been been well said about about what Bobby Lashley did for his country. It should never... Should never buy on a shadow of a doubt here, folks. Discount what this man did for his country. And like I said, if this is another cheap way to get ratings, then WWE, like I said, you have sunk to an all new low. You you have you have stabbed all you have Spit in the face of all those who who have proudly, like I said, who have proudly served this country and who continue to serve this country each and every day. You got men and women fighting out there, even this very moment, fighting for what we all believe in, fighting for those li- for those rights and liberties and all. Yep. And we are all, and we we may all may not know know them by name. We don't have to know them by name. All we know is they are doing their country proud. And we all salute them in whatever whatever 
field that they're in, medicine, in uh, weapons, command, whatever it, whatever it is, or what branch of service, it doesn't make a difference. The United States of America is, is well represented here today by so many great people. I am proud and honored, I'm proud and honored myself to be the son and a grandson of three veterans. And, you know, sadly, I cannot because due to health concerns. But I know that if I could, I would do, I would, I'm sure I would do it in a heartbeat. I'm sure anybody here would. I'm sure J.D. would. I'm sure John would. I'm sure anybody would. Not everybody could do it, but that doesn't mean you still can't do stuff, you know, for your country. Now, if this was, if this was, you know, if Bobby Lashley didn't have a problem with this, then, I mean, so be it. But if he did, especially by that look he gave last night on Raw on Sami Zayn, I can go ahead and tell you that on Father's Day at Money in the Bank, I don't even know if Sami Zayn has any kids or not. I'm not sure. Does he, J.D.? JD. Yeah. Does Sammy Zane have any children? I don't believe he does. I I think he does, but I'm not sure. Well, if he does, may may may, may God may God rest on their soul because he's gonna come home in two pieces. After money in the bank, I can guarantee you that Bobby Lashley is going to tear him apart. Plain and simple. Let me check. I'll check on I'll tell you the time right now. Hold on. He is, let's see, personal, outside of wrestling, personal. Uh, no, I, it doesn't say, however, he's married at all. I'm, let's see here. No, mm-hmm. no marriage at all. He's 33. Well, well, like I said, if he did, he wouldn't come home in one piece. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Bottom line, plain and simple. I mean, just like the thing with what happened with Big Show and Rusev, you everyone remembers that. Yeah. With that soldier coming in, you know, that caused Rusev was about to yank the American flight down. And then Rusev all of a sudden taking down this guy. Yeah. I mean, what risk for w- is WWE, J.D., let me ask you this. What risk for WWE is willing to take in all that in order to get ratings? Do they have to just... In a sense, kind of strike a blow in using our military in some some of these storylines. Oh yeah, I know. Last night, I mean, they just went too far with it. I feel. I mean, do you do you think Bobby Lashley would have given them downright clear, clear right permission to do this? Uh, like, like I said, I just I just think they they they're, they're trying anything they can to just get their ratings up. And last night, I think they took a big step down. Right. So. I really think, like I said, that this that Bobby Lashley had no prior knowledge of this. That Sami Zayn did this on his own accord, and he feels that maybe because he's possibly getting in good good leads with with especially with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H and all them that he can go around and 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 do this as many times as he wants. But plain and simple, 
like I said, if Sami Zayn is not going to get out of that match alive, that money in the bank, Lashley is as an honored military veteran. He is an MMA fighter. He's got the MMA background, and he is going to whip Sami Zayn to death. I can tell you that right now. He is not going to go easy on Sammy. I can tell you, regardless if WWE has become PG-13 or not, I don't think anybody gives a darn and all that. I mean, the thing about it is, this goes back to something else I have been saying. They have watered down what was once one of the most enjoyable forms of enjoyable things on television ever. 20 or 30 years ago, this would not be going down. It wouldn't be doing. You wouldn't be doing this, you know. Yep. But but they have watered everything down. Yep, they have. And I'm sure half your Hall of Famers out there are still around here today would possibly agree with that assessment right there. But they were there when all of it happened. They know, and a lot of guys are not even around anymore to tell the story. Sadly, everybody from Andre to Superfly to uh, Rick Rude to uh, uh, Kurt Henning, um, Hercules, Bam Bam Bigelow, all these guys. I mean, but but plain and simple, I'm not getting off the subject. I'm sorry, but I had to say a couple of things here. My own, this is my own personal take here. This was on my mind all day. I saw this clip on YouTube and I said, Bobby Lashley to deal with Lashley and Sami Zayn, they are going to go through every single possible step they can in order to, in order to make this a believable believable storyline and probably are going to hype up this match ten times more by, by and, 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 and at the expense of starting to tell everybody that what Bobby Lashley, about Bobby Lashley's background was been, there's nothing more than a lie. Yeah, that's what he said in the promo last night, though. That Bobby's last say he's living a lie. So, well, like I said, I commend Sami Zayn. And this is coming from someone who has a great deal of respect for what I'm not, I'm not calling it sports entertainment. J.D. and John's not. We're calling it professional wrestling. And we're going to continue to call professional wrestling. And if they want to challenge us on that, what was that? What was those three words that The Rock used to say, JD? Just bring, bring it. it. Because, like I said, I, I always remembered it as professional wrestling. I said probably during our promo, and I am going, and I am going to continue to say. I'm going to continue to say that and if they want to challenge me, then let them do it. Uh, and also, also the Empress Henry Rickenbach has made it back onto the live video feed at, at NWA US. And apparently, JD, she has a challenge for you. JD. Yeah. Anne has a challenge for you. Hmm. Anne, go ahead and uh, throw out your throw out your challenge. 
standing by at the planet Uranus. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think JD, and you know what? I think JD wants to do this to Kevin Dunn. <laughs> totally. I think we all do. I think I'm not the only one. John wants to do the same thing. I know. And also, he, JD will tell this to Kevin Dunn as well. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah. Be, like I said, fire the sorry SOB. I mean, seriously, this guy is just becoming more and more of a joke. Are there any of us to go to WWE and do it? Find that little jerk and just. Just, I mean, you just, have to. I mean, the guy is a, he's a, he's a little pissant is what he is. Yeah, I, mean, he's is still, yeah. I mean, he's been working for Vince like for 20, 25 years as his writer. I'm sorry. I mean, it's just, you know, he's just a total clown. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's, right. that's what we all want to do here. Uh, now, folks, uh, while we wait for um, to hear from... Uh, the Empress, apparently, she has a challenge for the Iceman, and while we wait to hear from that, I do have to step away for just a brief moment. Uh, J.D., if you want to get the plug, anything else you wish to say, please go ahead. I will be back momentarily. Okay, one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. call ID one three eight zero five five. episode 510 for June the 5th, 2018, 6518, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget, of course, a week from this Sunday, of course, will be Money in the Bank. The festivities start at 7 o'clock live on the WWE Network. But also, folks, we will talk about it next week on Raw Radio and also about the NXT TakeOver show that will be held the night before in Chicago. So be sure to check that out as well, ladies and gentlemen. That will be coming up on Monday. Of course, don't forget Wolfpack Radio will be back, of course, this Thursday night, 138521-POUND. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Power Hour will be on this Saturday either at 5 or 6 o'clock, 141364-POUND. Be sure to check that out as well. Uh, some other news to report, however, as we talked about, uh, we do want to congratulate John's boys, the Washington Capitals, however, who are up now three games to one on the Las Vegas Golden Knights and could be uh, shimmering in gold, let's just say, in Lord Stanley's cup, however, maybe on Thursday night, however, in Las Vegas, as they hope to capture the Lord Stanley's cup over the Knights, however, as Alex Ovechkin, TJ Oshie, and company are definitely one win away from that. Also, the Golden State Warriors, of course, looking to go up 3-0 on the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James tomorrow night in Cleveland at the Big Q. The Quicken Loans Arena will be playing just after 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Be sure to check that out, however, as well, beginning at 9 p.m. Uh, let's see, some other news to report, however, again, as I mentioned earlier, I do want to congratulate John's boys, however, a job well done, however, mind you, so far as I said. And, of course, John, of course, I want to also congratulate his pitcher, uh, Max Scherzer, for a big win. But also, ladies and gentlemen, we want to congratulate now the Florida State Lady Seminoles, who tonight became the NCAA Women's College Champions as they defeated, however, the Washington Lady Huskies 8-3, to believe it or not. And as far as other baseball news to report, however, we can tell you right now, the Cubs are down 6-1, to however, against Philadelphia. So, unfortunately, not a good night for the Phillies. Uh, let's see what else is happening in the world of baseball here. Right now, I did see the score, so bear with me here, folks. Just hang on. We're going to give you an update on the scoring trend here. Uh, da, 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 da. The Pirates are losing 5 nothing in the last of the sixth last inning. Uh, and the Atlanta Braves, Chad's boys, are winning right now in the bottom of the third inning right now, 2-1 to one in San Diego. Let's see 
other news to report. Oh, uh, we. We want to congratulate Luke McCafferty, the son of former NFL star Ed McCafferty, a dual threat quarterback in the class of 2019, 62185, however, after attending Fowler Christian High School in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, who turned down offers from Ohio State, Michigan, Colorado, Washington, and Ole Miss. He will be attending the University of Nebraska, believe it or not. His brother Christian, of course, plays for the Carolina Panthers and was the runner-up at Stanford, of course, mind you. Dylan, meanwhile, Richard is freshman QB last fall, and Max, of course, played receiver at Duke and is currently with the 49ers. Luke, of course, also played receiver and defensive back of our Christian and is the number one rated rising senior in Colorado and the eighth rated dual quarterback by QB in a national sense. Of course, we are keeping you up to date with what's going on on 205 Live as well, folks. We will tell you about that in just a minute and let you know what's happening in that neck of the woods. However, as uh, Dan and did report earlier tonight, some interesting developments going on there. Uh, let's see here. We can tell you right now that uh, Lindsay Dorado did defeat the Brian Kendrick, believe it or not, tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, TJP defeated the job of Brian Keith, however. Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Aldi are going on, however, as we speak. And we can tell you right now, Mustafa Aldi did win, however, Zedeo Tommy did cost, however, and Tack Murphy as well. However, Buddy Mustafa Aldi did win by disqualification. However, next week in Memphis, however, the Lucha House Party of Dorado, Kalisto, and his partner will face Drew Pepperjack Gulak, Jack Barry Poppins, uh, Umbrella uh, Nerd Gallagher, and the Brian Kendrick. So there you go, folks. Uh, some matches already listed for next week on NXT. And also, believe it or not, we understand that Leo Rush of NXT could be making his uh, debut pretty soon on 205 Live, but we already listed the matches for next week's show in Memphis. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. JD. Uh, <clears throat> back on here. Um, as well, we're still, like I said, we still haven't heard the. Apparently, we were uh, waiting to hear something from the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach. I thought she had mentioned to us that she had a challenge for for the Iceman here, and I have not heard officially what that what that challenge is. Uh, so we'll just have to, uh, um, while we can, and uh, we'll wait on for, for a little while longer here while we... Uh, let you know one more time, of course. Uh, um, and apparently, uh, well, might have to, we might have to wait and hear from this possibly tomorrow. Uh, she apparently uh, was something that was being planned on here. Um, not too, not too long ago here, but uh, uh, but apparently she apparently she wanted to challenge JD to a trivia championship match up here. Uh, 
but uh, she forgot which one. I think she was going. I, I think it might, it might have been another title versus title match. I'm not sure yet. But we're, we'll, 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 we'll get back, like I said, with her. And like I said, we'll talk it over with her and with JD, and we'll let everybody know uh, what what that is here. <clears throat> of course, I even forgot it here as well. It was something I think we might have talked about last week while JD was still was still recovering. But we did not get an opportunity to. Uh, we did not uh, um, get a chance to go into any more detail on that. So we'll, but uh, we'll let everybody know about that here uh, <clears throat> here to, here tomorrow night. Uh, but of course, like don't forget tomorrow, uh, Triple Threat Wednesday. Of course, outside the ropes, one four one three eight seven pound uh, from six thirty to seven thirty. Uh, rest in the bank from eight to nine. Call ID one three nine nine two five pound. And uh, Revolution, of course, 138055-pound with our live video feed from GCWS. Uh, just to let you also let you know here that uh, our thoughts and opinions about tonight's SmackDown will be discussed as well as our wrestling news and music history and birthdays. Plus, here, folks, we did not get a chance to get in wrestling revisited here tonight. So it will be, it is, once again, preempted. It will take place Thursday night before Wolfpack, 139926-pound uh, as King Ice will try. Will definitely get hop back into the time machine and visit another pro historic pro wrestling moment there. Indeed. Uh, let's let's see if anybody. And uh, let's see. Let's see. John had a couple things to say about when I was talking about here about the thing regarding Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley. He says, um, "I was actually JD kind of using the example." Of, um, of what happened back in the mid-90s between uh, Jerry Lawler and uh, Jake Roberts, if you remember that. Um, because if you remember that uh, Jake Roberts had given the WWE permission to use that in a storyline, and this whole thing about regarding questioning Lashley's military background, I was hoping that Les Lashley gave them permission to do it, which I heavily doubted. But, uh, but John also says here is that it is ridiculous of what Sami Zayn has done to Bobby Lashley. He's, John's also said all Zayn is going to do is pull the horn's nest and let Lashley kick the crap out of him, and that's what's going to happen to him at Money in the Bank. Also, of course, I mentioned the moment between uh, Big Show and Rusev about that soldier. That so what Rusev did to that soldier is nothing compared to what Sami Zayn has done. And John has said one more quick thing: if Zayn thinks he can get away. A free card by disrespecting Lashley's family and money in the bank that he should thank again. Okay, I think I think Ann has now brought this to our attention here. JD, are, are you still here? Are you still I'm listening? still here. Okay, all right. I think Ann has just now brought to my attention here. She has uh, she has the um, I do believe the uh, or tribute group, of course, the Global Force Wrestling, the GFWUS uh, title belt. Um, now, Ann, if I'm mistaken, is this about you're going to put up? Is that is that what? Um, make sure that I we'll make sure that I have this correct here, because if, if it is what I.
if it is what I if it is what I think it is right here. Okay. All right. All right, and was this supposed to be? Were you supposed to be the only one defending the belt, or was, or was this going to be a title versus title? Or do you do you remember? Because, like I said, it's been a little while there since you mentioned something about this. Uh, let's see if we can uh, see if we can get some sort of verification. Uh, Okay. All right, JD, what it is is that she is challenging you to a trivia championship matchup here. She is putting the GFWS heavyweight title belt up against you. All right. When? Okay, and the Iceman has now asked, when do you want to put up the belt? See if she uh, see if she has any. See what she says right here. Uh, he she has mentioned Friday, JD. 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 Yeah, sorry. That's okay. She has said Friday. All right. If I have, uh, if I'm feeling good on Friday, I will let you know. And if not, we'll do it next week. But I will try to get there. And I will definitely uh, look forward to uh, uh, try to do it as best I can. Like I said, I mean, like I said, I mean, what? Okay. All right. So, so but I, will, gentlemen... I will let you know, and but yeah, it sounds like a possibility. Yes. Okay. All right. So it looks like, ladies and gentlemen, unless anything does come up here before before the Friday edition of Revolution. We may have a we may have a, a a trivia championship matchup, the GFWS World Heavyweight Title up on the line is the Empress Lan Amory Lan. I don't know why I said that. That's it. Uh, we'll def- will as that you will defend the belt in a special challenge match against the Iceman Jared Duvalmo. Uh, we hope to also of course have that NXT US North American Title belt. Another one that JD's going to go after, of course, he'll be going after the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie for that. Hopefully, Fonzie will be coming on here with us here really soon, so we can uh, so we can get that taken care of here as well. But uh, JD and John, uh, JD and Fonzie are of course talking to each other, and I'm sure we'll get that planned out here really really soon. But uh, we'll keep everybody apprised of that here. But hopefully, but maybe we may get both of these matches out of the way this week. But we'll have to let you know here, folks. So we'll definitely be looking forward to that. Uh, JD, anything else you wish to answer? Uh, let me think. I do. I want to add anything else. I thought I had heard something. Though. Let me think. Give me a minute. Go to John okay. first. Time. Come back to me for a minute. I, I might have something. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
John, did you have anything else you wish to add, sir, before we close out tonight? John said he has nothing else. Uh, J.D., did you think about what that was? I can't remember, Don, to answer your question. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, so, so um, if there's nothing else here, uh, I do want to thank uh, the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the human suplex machine, John Gross, and also, of course, the Empress, Emery Rickenbach, plus also a brief appearance by uh, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dawson. You know, Michelle, you're, I know you've got a lot on your plate right now, but we'd love to hear your rants soon. we got to get back to hearing your rants again as I'm well, picking we'll, up the slack for you. Well, definitely hope to hear, to hear from her really, really soon. She has been itching to get on here, and uh, hopefully we'll have her on. And we're sort of trying to get that worked out, but we'll keep everybody informed on when we we'll once again get to hear another Widow's Web, if you want to remember that. Yes, indeed. And also, folks, we may have, of course, sometime during the week, we may end up having a special guest, possibly two, uh, but we'll keep everybody informed of that whenever the, whenever um, we get more information on that. But for the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and the Empress, Anne-Marie Rickenbach, this is Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw, saying thank you very much for listening here tonight to episode 510 of Revolution. Join us for our Triple Threat Wednesday tomorrow night, starting with Outside the Ropes from 6.30 to 7.30, uh, 141.387-pound. Wrestling Debate, 139.925-pound from 8 to 9. And, of course, once again, Revolution, 138.055-pound with our live video feed from GCWUS, Beginning of a Dream. Revolution episode 510 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com where we are three years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Take care of yourselves and each other out there, folks. We will, of course, as always, see you in the ring. And as always, here in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoot.com. God bless everyone. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And we'll talk at you here tomorrow night, starting with Outside the Ropes at 630. Take care. Have a great evening. And, of course, God bless from WCWS.